Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Wing Sauce. 20 episodes until, oh, someone's excited about that. That was Dustin's There we go. Cat. Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> oh yeah, I think everyone did. <laughs> She's like, let's fucking go. 20, 20 episodes till we hit 100, fellas. How are we? Yeah, wait, you didn't say the number 80 of the Red Wings. I did say There's 80. 80. No, but, but who no is it? No, there is no, but... There isn't. I know, but we'll let the people know. I, I didn't know that was. Uh, we talked about that before we started recording. I wanted to make sure that the people oh, know there hasn't been an eighty. Th- this is this is Connor's way of telling everybody he just signed an ELC, and he will wear number eighty for the Detroit Red Wings next year. Thank you guys. Or, 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 I, I didn't want to have to do my. To say, <laughs> I didn't want to have to do my own intro there, but that's fine. Connor's just trying to tell everyone that he's the one that knew what episode number it was without looking. That is actually true. They were like 79, I don't know, and I said 80. Guys, no proof. get it together. I haven't no missed proof. a single one. No proof. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how, how are the fellows doing? I'm good. Connor's supposedly waiting on something. Yeah, it's crunch time. It is crunch time. You know, uh, we, we are waiting uh, waiting for baby. 24th? <laughs> Twenty fourth like the is, final countdown song right now? It's the final ex- countdown. That would be perfect. Never um, heard it. Yeah, I mean, at, for me at this point, it's it's really just, you know, being alive and just waking up every day. Uh, it is not a fun, fun time to be a woman who's, you know, 40 weeks pregnant, basically. Well, 39 and a half, nine months pregnant. Uh, very uncomfortable, but she's a trooper. She's doing great. Um, just waiting for the baby to come. So good stuff. Nice, nice. At at what point is is Dem gonna start throwing out eviction notices to the baby? <laughs> like a week ago. <laughs> that's 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 how that's how squatters rights. Squatters rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are. Uh, I will keep you guys posted. I'll keep the listeners posted. But yeah, it, the the eviction notices have been posted for quite some time now. Um, baby has already <laughs> decided that that he or she is the CEO of the household. So we that's just will, a given. That's that, just a given. <laughs> that is a given. So I don't know, Tyler. You know this all too well. Uh, the baby's probably you know it's it's ruling the house. Runs Lincoln's, my show. Lincoln's doing great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're you're on a different schedule. You're not on your schedule, and, and the baby's already making its presence known. And I say the baby, and I don't know if we've ta- even talked about this, but um, because we don't know the gender, uh, so it's going to be a big surprise. So we're just calling it the baby or baby lions for now, and and. It's a baby lion, literally. Yeah, it's a baby lion. Exactly. The cub. So anyway, anyway, that was an intro for me. The cub. I like that. You know what? The lion cub. You know what? What are you doing? Son of a bitch, Connor. There's so many plays on that. I hey, I know. We we did I'll talk to you guys later, but we we have a lot of (laughs) hashtag, you know, weddings and we got you know, the lions is it's a great last name. There's a lot of play on words there. Um, but last thing I'll say, then Dustin, you can you can hand it off. And this will be a good transition to you, actually, I think. But one of the things that we've been doing, because it's really good for um, anybody that's pregnant to do a lot of walking, right? There's not like a lot of exercises that you can do. So what I've been getting out of this is that we go walk nine anytime that we can. So we go play nine holes and it's like I have obviously the bag um, and just like the push cart and we'll go walk nine. So you just get to play a bunch of golf and that's a great workout. You don't make uh, her caddy for you? I don't make her caddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a little <laughs> bit slow when she carries the bag, obviously. So um, especially when I have a bunch of water in there and a couple gallons. So uh, <laughs> water. <laughs> no, I don't. But anyway, a lot of golf is being played and that's the transition to Dustin. Dustin, how's the golf game? I see you playing a lot. 
How are we forming? I'm still shooting around 100. There you I'm go. Nine. <laughs> yeah, I'm nine. nine. No. Uh, no, man, I went and played, uh, I don't know if I told you, Connor, but this place called Riverview Highlands. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if, if I told the listeners, you could hear it again because I like the course. Um, it was like a, it's a three, nine hole courses. Um, super nice, clean. Greens were nice. Tea boxes were nice. Uh, I was telling Tyler last week, there's a par five on number two that I think I scored 10 strokes on or so. Might have been 11. I can't remember. It was terrible. It was a fucking dog leg right up a hill. It was all, it was not fun. That's, I mean, that happens every once in a while. You know, like you'll hit your drive, it'll land in the sand, and then you have a 200-yard sand shot, then you duff that, it'll land in the rough, and you duff that. Yeah, I get it. We've all been there. But it's Upper Connor throughout. shooting 37. Yeah, what the hell are you talking about, Connor? Mr. Fucking almost par. He's like, yeah, you know. Okay, first of all, that was once. People don't uh, forget. I can, I can very easily go out there and shoot a 43, 44. I'm looking and up your. I'm looking up your. Uh, I dare I'm looking you. up the scores right now. Do it for all the listeners. I am. I'm looking them up on the gen right now. You're probably lying. <laughs> oh jeez. Let's see here, <laughs> Mr. Lions. Lion oh. Lions. Yep, exactly. Lion Lions. Let's What's see my here. handicap? What is it? Your handicap. I don't even know. I honestly don't. It's know. a seven point eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you shot an eighty-five that. and then an eighty. Mm, yep. Yeah, that well. So actually, the funny story about the eighty is I was only planning on going to play nine. <laughs> and uh and then i was shooting hear me was, out hear me out <laughs> yeah i was on track i was on track to shoot a a 37 and then or a 38 depending oh, no maybe 37 and i ended up doubling the nine or, or i'm sorry yeah doubling the ninth hole so i was like well shoot um, i broke 40 i have i have an extra hour and a half hour and 15 minutes like I want to go make the turn to see what my, my 18 score will be. And then I ended up shooting. So I, I had a 39 and then I shot a 41 in the back, but I felt not great on the back compared to the front. Like the front, I felt fantastic, but doubling that ninth and then it just carried over. So I don't know. We've all been there though. I could go, I, again, I could go out there tomorrow and shoot a 45 easy, but I could also go out there and, yeah, and shoot just, much better. I, you know, I can't even imagine. That's just terrible. So it looks like you shoot a lot of, uh, a lot of nines. You play a lot of nine hole golf. Ton, pretty much all because I. So I'm right across the street from it. So I go. I can literally go walk See. to the course, and I can go. So I can go rip through a nine a, a um, nine holes in an hour and fifteen minutes and be back home at my my door. Yep. So, and like I can, it's hard for me to just carve out three hours of my day. But can I carve out an hour and fifteen six times a week? <laughs> yeah, I can. So See, that's what's nice because I have a couple golf courses mm-hmm. by my house and I can get tee times like 640. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can get them all. I can play nine holes before work starts. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I just have to get up at the crack of dawn, but shit. I, li- I like golfing in the morning, especially when no one's in front of you. You set your own pace. You don't feel rushed, especially when no one's behind you. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we are recording on a Thursday and this episode is going to be dropping Monday. Oh, now, don't 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 even try to give yourself a shout out. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I don't think I've even told you guys this story yet. So, the uh, the golf the uh, golf weekend that we have this weekend, we're going to start making it into an annual thing. Uh, it's called the One Twenty Five Invitational. Do you guys know why we call it that? Because everyone shoots One Twenty Five. Yeah. So Anthony. <laughs> last That's, year that was my guess actually shot shot 125 so <laughs> we didn't want that out there that's been he, on the podcast he, he didn't but i i know he doesn't really listen so he's not gonna know okay, um, perfect. 
I'm so, actually making a soundbite with that. Yeah, we're gonna perfect. We're gonna cut that Send one. it to him. Doesn't matter because he's gonna get crushed this weekend. Um, so oh Jesus! We, we've we well, so we we've put it. We've basically put it to where no one should ever be able to shoot uh, that high ever again, Even, no matter how shitty of a golfer you are, because there are uh, adjustments that you can, that you can, um, there are things you could do to adjust your score. Like uh, you can minus two from your score on that hole. If you shotgun a beer off the tee, um, there's also, if you play an entire hole with one club and one club only, that's one minus one. And there's like a, there's like a maximum. Oh, at the turn, there's no maximum on, uh, how many hot dogs you can eat. Therefore, how, however many hot dogs you do eat is minus one off your score. Wow. So you guys are going all, you guys are going, those are a lot of things I've never heard before other than the, the, uh, one club, but that's pretty interesting. You have to let us know. I mean, I want to know how it went and who is taking advantage of that because I feel like I would have to take advantage of all of those things and shoot oh. like a, <laughs> like a minus 17. Oh yeah. And <laughs> right. Ha- looking like, looking like a tour happy player. Gilmore. If, yeah, if exactly. You're, you're allowed, um, happy Gilmore shots, but you can only take three happy Gilmore shots. And if they land in the fairway, it's minus three points. Wow. Wait. So actually one of those, uh, I was thinking last round, I don't know why I randomly think this. It's been talked about a lot. And I know there's a lot of golf talk for everybody, but who cares? It's the middle of summer. Um, <laughs> it, it, what what would your club be if you had to keep one club for an entire round or five. an entire hole? I guess. Oh, I was say, yeah, I'd say like a six iron or a five iron. Five, okay. five is my safety club. If I'm so, in any, I, I, I could hit it literally anywhere. I could I like punch it through. I could I could chip it. I could do whatever. Yeah. You know, I so let's say you have a, uh, f- let's say you have a five hundred and fifty yard par five. Are you still going with a five? Well, so do you, you get to pick your hole, right, Tyler? So I'd pick that. I'd pick a fucking six on a damn par three. Yeah, no, I cha- I changed the Con- I changed Connor, the game. Connor's though. just saying, like, if you had to do it on a par five, like a five hundred yard par five, what are you doing? I would still yeah. stick with. I would still stick with it because if Ooh. I can't hit a driver off the deck. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't hit my five wood for shit. So I'm sticking with a five, a five iron. I don't know, man. I might switch to a hybrid because I can. Yeah. So that was my thing, Dustin. I don't have hybrids. And Tyler so said he, oh, you don't well, have any hybrids? You probably have long irons? Or uh-huh. a wood or something like that. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know like if that was the play and going, if you can hit, if you can hit a wood or a hybrid, all right, let's say you hit it off the tee and you're hitting it. Let's say you just hit it 250 and then you have another one. And if you hit that well, like you're, guy, you're kind of by the green. And that's a pretty good like uh, chip and run club. You know, it's almost like a seven, but a hybrid. It, and it's easy that, to putt with too. Because yeah, no, that, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the putting part. But like the only thing is if you're off the green and you have to play from the rough and you have to chip it over something or yeah, do anything. Re- yeah, you're completely fucked. So that's why I was like, I don't know if I do that. Maybe you so, play a four or a five. So I don't know. Anyway, I was just interested. All right. One, one other random question. Can you guys get any loft on your fucking hybrids? Like, uh, I, 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 I mean, I get a little bit, but the most of mine are like fucking straight down the fucking like, like missile shots. What's your degree have, on your, what's the degree on your hybrid? Uh, I'd have to go look. I don't know. I don't know. I have a 17, uh, 17 degree on my hybrid and it like gets a decent amount of loft. And so what is instance, that? A two hybrid? Or three hours. Uh, no, it's really like an. Uh, it's called like a rescue club. It has a little bit heavier head, so it just plays well out of the rough. Uh, gotcha. I hit it. I hit it in the fairway as well. 
but um, and so it's a 17, but my, my driver is a nine and a half where typically that's a, uh, typically a people are at 10 and a half. Yeah. 10, 10 and a half. I've even seen people at 12, but so um, depends. Yeah. that's funny. Cause right now, like I said, I picked up a cheap set of clubs and my driver's at 12 and I've been, I've been talking to my buddy. I was like, why the fuck are my drives so lofty? He's like, what degrees your club? And I looked up, I was like, it's a 12. He's like, that's fucking why. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, ah, okay. So I'm, that's why I was talking to you guys about dri- uh, drivers the other day. Cause I'm getting a 10 and a half. I think, I think that might be a little better for my, my style. I feel nice. like that's a sweet spot. It's ten and a half. Yeah. Well, it really depends. Like, I've seen nine like, and a halfs too, like tailor made burners. I, I have a nine and a half. I, is, isn't that what I just said? I think I said that. I have a nine I think and a half. You, you said tens, ten and a halfs, and then I didn't hear you no, say nine I was and a half. Saying, Maybe you did. I said I have a nine and a half, but I think the standard is ten and a half, and I've seen up to twelve. Mm-mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But I hit my I hit my drive high anyway, so like that's why I, I take mine See, down. Exactly. That's, it why, up high? that's why the nines. No, nine. I teed up very low actually. Do oh. you still get loft on it? Mm-hmm. Do you hit it like an iron shot? Uh, what do you mean, like stance and and hand position? Or yeah, well, I'm no. I'm just I'm I'm interested in in seeing. I mean, you and I when we played, we played like at what was it? Did we play at Pontiac uh, Country Club and we dressed like morons? <laughs> oh yeah, that was in high school. Yeah, and and what do you mean dressed like morons? I still dress the exact same way. <laughs> 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 no, we'll 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 have to, it, we need to find that picture and send it so that Dustin can post that to the to the wing oh, sauce yeah. Instagram. What, what what is the wing sauce golf outing, boys? We need to. I think I think it's middle of September or something like that in the fall sometime. I like October. That. Well, mm-hmm. it, Dustin, it seems like you and I are more like Connor's going to have to give us like strokes on every hole. No, I'm well, telling yeah. you, I'll, I'll be ner- I'll be nervous and just like I don't even know what I'll shoot. Who knows? So I was watching watching golf the other day. Thirty six. Right, yeah, could, he could shoots. Be. He shoots at thirty-two. His best, <laughs> his, his best, his best round ever. It's like you son of a bitch. But uh, we're fifteen minutes in. We do have an interview uh, this week. Oh, that's right. Right, Tyler, you want to? Is it? Is it a golfer? It I'm is. Just kidding. I, he does golf. No, he does <laughs> golf. Is, he, no, he does. <laughs> he, he, he was golfing with uh, Milan the other day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, anyway, go ahead. We have Jared Rosberg. Jared. I actually, I, I don't, I don't know him that it, well. It's just Jared it, Rosberg. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to let you release that anymore after that. <laughs> right. Yep. Got to cut all 14 minutes out. But yeah, Michigan <laughs> State, uh, Michigan State alum. Yes, sir. Right. And signed with the, uh, signed with the Dallas Stars organization. So that's very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Skilled Couple players. Years in so. right now. Yep. Right. He's been yeah. He's been in, the, he, he, in within their organization for two to three years. As soon so, as, as yeah. soon as he finished last season, I believe he jumped uh, with the Texas Stars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, with a free agent, a free agent signing wasn't wasn't uh, picked up and inked a two year deal uh, just this past summer. So we're gonna kick it over to him and let him tell a story. Yes, sir. You know what time it is. All right. Our next guest is a Maryland native. That's kind of, kind of the, it's the first time. 
So uh, he played, uh, where'd he play? Cedar Rapids Rough Riders in the USHL, Sioux City Musketeers, and then played for the Michigan State Spartans. Now he's with the uh, Texas Stars with the Dallas Stars organization. Welcome to the Wing Sauce Podcast, Jared Rosberg. How's it going, man? Good, yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, of course. How's everything going? Good. Just, um, you know, summer, summer grind, just, you know, working out skating, um, trying to see some friends and family when, when you have some time and enjoy the summer a little bit at the same time. So, um, it's good. You know, it's, uh, I'm spending my summers in Michigan now, so, um, it's a great place to be and, oh, yeah. you know, the lakes between the lakes and the golf and like the training, like so many good players that train in the area. So it's uh, it's a good spot for me. Jared How just long? missed our uh, our long golf conversation before he jumped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to listen to the intro. Love yeah. that. I actually was just hanging out with uh, James Pyatt. He just won the USAM. He plays at Michigan State. Yeah, I saw that. Wow. Yeah, he's my buddy. He just threw out the pitch of, uh, first pitch of the Tigers game today. So he like stopped by have after. You, uh, have, you know, I was just like did you golf with him? a little bit about it. Yeah, I've golfed with him a few times. I his older brother was my Glenn. His uh, he was my one of my roommates at Michigan State uh, my last year. So like, oh, wow. I know them pretty well. It's it's pretty cool. Like, we always knew he was good, and but, like to see him pop off like that, it was like one of the coolest things I've seen in like a long time. Like, I was so fired up. Like, I normally don't get that fired up for sporting events anymore. And I was like, every putt, every like yep. shot was like flying around my basement, like fist pumping. Like, it was <laughs> fun to watch. So you was don't play for so. money. What? What's that? I, I was saying you don't plan for money, do you? Oh no! If I did, be <laughs> handicapped. Yeah, I really have to get like twenty strokes. Twenty strokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So probably beat me if I had twenty strokes. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a, he's like a professional golfer at that point. My gosh. Yeah, like they'll just show up. Like we'll just play like randomly, and like even his brother, he uh, works at Ford now. Um, just like pretty good D one golfer, and like doesn't play that much, and like he'll work five days a week and then show up on Saturday and just like shoot like a 63 and it's just like oh yeah i missed a few putts it's like dude like, <laughs> that's like, like how connor is yeah me too i missed a few putts like writing down a 95 on my scorecard <laughs> <laughs> so that's fresh. unreal does it does yeah. um wh- how old is he how uh the the one who uh, won your buddy that won the u.s i think he's Amateur. 22 yeah he's 22 <laughs> so like insane. was he or like was the, so he's out of school now. Like I, so, the whole reason for my question he's is a I didn't fifth know year. How, he's gonna be a fifth year this year at Michigan. State. Okay, so he so he can make money then. I was wondering how that like happens, right? Because yeah, the, the new agreement, like how that, especially for golf, I feel like that's a kind of a everybody knows the SEC and football and oh, you know, even the major sports with with hockey and baseball <laughs> and all that stuff, basketball. But I feel like ba- or uh, golf is almost more so than any of the other ones because you have the huge sponsors you have the people on the bags you have the clubs you have like the shirts and everything like that yeah. um has he been like mm. tapped on the shoulder about any of the guys that want to i mean maybe you can't touch on that but I'm, I'm, i mean, i don't want to imagine like, that's pretty big too much of his stuff but yeah like winning the usam it's gonna help him out a lot i think he'll yeah. definitely be one of the um as far as golf wise one of the biggest uh guys so far to benefit from the um from like the new rules so like i'm excited for him but yeah like a lot of companies are are kind of getting in um and it's it's awesome for him too because you know being a fifth year um not being able to make any money and then like having the scholarship money 
like in golf, there's like not a ton of like scholarship money to, to go around for, for golf. Um, it's, it's like an awesome thing for him to be able to like profit off of it. Um, before, I mean, he's going to go pro and probably like at the end of the season, at the end of his college season anyway. So, but it's just nice for like just like six months to have, you know, some money in his pocket, um, you know, for the next year. And then also sets them, sets them up well for pro too, like having some sponsorships. So quick, quick question. So because he's really good at golf and everything, this might sound a little weird, but you ever watch pro golfers and like, uh, you see them miss a putt and it's a little bit like satisfying. Deep yeah. Down. Could, so, oh, that, so Jared, be honest with me. Have you ever golfed with him <laughs> and you've been having a bad day and it kind of gave you a little bit of relief seeing that he like, he like duffed a chip or something. Yeah. Cause like, it's like at right. some point you're like, he's going to have to come back to earth. Like he can't hit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, he'll hit one. It's like kind of in the rough where he like has to kind of, you know, get creative with it. I'm just like, yep. See, like I'm right there. <laughs> You know, he's like if you, you know, you're like if you want me to show you how to hit this shot from behind a tree out of the <laughs> rough like i have that club in my bag right now i can give it to you yeah it's like literally every single shot i hit like behind a tree <laughs> it'll be an open farmland course with like a little shrub and i'll find it <laughs> yeah oh, exactly man that's how it is and as soon as you think you figured it out like something else goes to shit and it's just like it's a frustrating yeah, sport it's like, like awesome. I finally figure out my drive. And then and the, the next time you go, garbage. you're like, my putting, I finally figured it out. <laughs> next time you go, well, I, I just need a short game and then I can put it all together. And, yeah, exactly. and then everything is just a spiral. And then the it's next like, time if you, you go, can get it to line up, it's like the best feeling in the world, <laughs> but it doesn't last long. No, it's like a half around one time by yourself. Yeah, it's like four <laughs> holes in a row. And it's like, wow, that was awesome. Four holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could go on the tour. There's there's no telling what my ceiling is. Yeah, yeah. Small sample sizes. Yeah, Man. no kidding. So, so you've been getting a lot of golfing in for, for this summer. But I imagine, so since you've been uh, living in Texas too, you've probably golfed some of the tracks down there, right? Yeah, we, um, with quarantine, it was weird. Like, we didn't golf, like, at all when I was in Dallas, like a training camp in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I was down in Austin. Uh, we golfed a good amount. Um, it was kind of a good way to get outside and do something without like, you know, split while still following like the COVID rules and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably like our, our team's biggest like stress relief. And I mean, Texas is just like an awesome place to play. Like being able to go to the rink in January and leave and it's like 78 degrees and you're in flip flops and then you can go right to the, course and play like it's rough it's life awesome. yeah. yeah it's definitely one of the best places to play in the ahl um and guys definitely took advantage of it like our team just loved loved being on the course like guys played i probably played once or twice a week but there's some guys out there like four or five times a week like every day like we didn't have a game like guys were on the course um it was good to see and like you know keeps guys um like keeps kind of like the battery up and um, the energy levels are up and guys are always like talking shit and you now kind of going back and forth. So I think it's a good, it's a good thing like outside of hockey to like keep the guys together, um, and keep you active. Cause like pro, I mean, they don't talk about it a ton, but like college, you're just so busy with like everything. Like you just, you can never like catch up and pro, like you just have a lot of downtime. So being able to just like go and play around is it's awesome. You know, it kind of gets your mind off everything. It's peaceful. You're outside, you're getting some sunlight, 
you know, work on your skills a little bit. So, you know, it's a great, it's probably the, the best thing for hockey players to do. I think like to kind of just like take uh, some of the, the stress away from, from the game and just being able to like relax and go out there and have fun. Just telling your coach that, Sorry, uh, I was, I was going to say, does that take you back to juniors a little bit? You talk about the time and I can imagine that um, in college, you're just swamped with, I mean, not even just the school piece. I think everybody knows the school piece and then um, with the actual, you know, you playing the sport, but then there's so many other things that you're doing around the community. And then not to mention what you're doing on the weekends with games and then getting asked to go to different parties and random stuff like that, that you don't have to do, but you kind of have to do because your entire team's going does yeah. that uh, does it take you back to juniors a bit where it's a little bit different and you don't have all the other things to do and you kind of have a little bit more free time or is it more? It like does college? for sure. My my first year in juniors, I was in high school, so it, mm. that as much for my second year, it's like it's honestly it's like <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Except okay. <laughs> living your own and like you just know a little more about like everything and like you you have like like you're supporting yourself, like the team's not supporting you, you know? So like, but it's like, as far as the lifestyle, it's literally almost exactly the same. Like you go to the rink, like you play Xbox, like you shoot the shit, you play golf, like you watch sports, like you almost have to like, it's, it's easy, especially COVID year is just like, it screwed everything up. Cause there's like really not much you can do, but um, you have to like actively like plan stuff to do because it's so easy to just like sit around your apartment all day and do nothing. And then next, thing you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I go to bed. It's like, I just been doing nothing in my room all day. It's like binge, binge a show or two. Well, yeah, well you're like, well, I, was, I went to, I went to practice man. and spent. What's, What's that? that? No, I was saying you went to practice for like three hours and you're like, yeah, I feel accomplished. And then you think back at the end of the day and you're like, Holy shit, I didn't do anything for yeah, nine like hours out of the back, day. <laughs> yeah. Once you get back, like, I don't know. I think like a late day would you get back at like, 132 you know because everything's in the morning for practice if you don't have a game so like just i mean it's easy just like eat take a nap next thing you're like on your phone for a little bit like it's just you like so after like a few weeks of that um me and my roommate like we're just like you like have to like actively like hey like even if it's like we're gonna play xbox together like at least it's like you're doing something (laughs) you know or like like i was like reading a lot more than i like in college you kind of like have to read obviously but like this year i was like actively like reading stuff that i actually want to read and i was like i was a finance major so i was like trying to keep up on like all the finance stuff just like trying to keep my brain active like just like different things where you just like try to just do something to like kind of keep your brain going and um just like pass the time um uh, like guys have very different ways of doing it some guys just have families and they spend time with their families. Other guys golf every single day. Some guys that like love video games. Um, other guys like read a bunch. It's just like kind of whatever's um, up to you. I kind of like to bounce around a little bit, do different things. Like it's hard for me to do some more than like an hour or two in a row. So I probably just do a little bit of everything, but it's definitely, it's, it's just so easy to just like get home and, and like kind of lay in bed, watch a show. And next thing you know, it's like time to go to sleep, but you've already been laying in bed for like five hours. Cause you've just been watching <laughs> a TV show. So like, you know, you just have to like get up, move around. Like you just like go walk around the town or like, um, just like go walk the park or like go fishing or just like do something where you're just like moving, using your head. Like it's, it's important. I think for, uh, it's like, I don't know, not, not like mental health, but just like feeling good about yourself. Like just, I think it is mental health though. I think yeah, right. it can be mental yeah, it's like I mean, all I, tied together, but I don't like, I'm not like, you know, mental health, like 
extremely important. It's like, it's probably like the little things that go into that, like the big thing. Like if you kind of keep up on it a little bit each day, mm-hmm. like it helps like the big right. picture thing. Yeah, well, I remember I was playing like uh, just back when I was playing and you would get a, you'd be at a billet house and whatever you have your roommate there. I remember kind of the high that you would get when you're in your room, not doing anything. And then you get a text be like, Hey, do you want to go get like Panera? Do you want to go get food? And then go to, I'm like, yes, my God, I need to do anything besides sit, in this, <laughs> sit on my bed and do yeah. something because like getting food and then going to like, and this is going to date me a little bit, but like going to like Blockbuster to pick out a movie and then be like, sweet, we have a plan. We got food. We got a movie. I'm good to yeah. go. And then tomorrow we'll figure it out later. So like it was great for to sure. sit out for a bit. I, th- I think that Blockbuster's still up there in the Sioux. Yeah. <laughs> The last remaining that's one. That's, that's probably the last one. Yeah. Net, Netflix won't hit there for another ten years. No, no. A, we had Redbox up there, man. That's probably still up there. <laughs> oh yeah, Redbox, classic. <laughs> oh man. No, so um, so I I had a question. Uh, so you're from Maryland, and you went to go play for the Ohio uh, Blue Jackets for for AAA, right? So yeah. Why, why Ohio? Uh, was it just, uh, why, was it just, well, no, I mean, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> He's showing his Michigan roots that's here. Not, exactly. No, exactly. No, that's well, I mean, so kind of, right? but um, what was it like something about the program that you knew about before? Yeah. So for this to make sense, I have to like kind of explain a little bit like my, uh, pass so like playing pass so like I moved a bunch growing up like Maryland's like on my it's kind of on like most of my you know like the prospect pages and like the bios and stuff because that's where I kind of was when that stuff started coming up but like I really I only lived in Maryland for like three years like I grew up in Ohio mostly oh, wow. uh, I moved 11 times so like this is gonna like it's, wow. it's crazy but like I was born in Minnesota, <laughs> I moved to Boston moved once in Boston um, the move to Indiana, to Cleveland, to Atlanta, to Maryland, back to Ohio, to Iowa, I got traded. Oh Michigan. man. So I've been like all over the map. You went to Ohio uh, twice. Yeah. So, um, my dad worked in Cleveland and, uh, I actually like, I was in Cleveland probably the longest out of any place. So, which is funny because now I live in Michigan. Like there's a huge rivalry obviously between like Ohio and Michigan, <laughs> but it's actually like the people are like very much the same. Like they're just like good mm-hmm. people, like goodness Midwest people. There's just the a little bit more like, going on in Michigan, but yeah. right. I was about to say like, there's water in Michigan. That's really the only difference. Like it's like it's relatively a big difference, kind of though. The same. Yeah, it is a big difference, but it's just like, I think it's funny. Like how much the two sides like hate each other when I've like lived on both sides. I'm like, you guys are like kind of the same, like, <laughs> you know, but I think it's a good rivalry, but yeah, um, I, I know but yeah. you guys want to be like Michiganders, but uh, we'll, we'll let you think that. But the one thing that you guys do have <laughs> over our heads is a winning football program. Um, Cause the Wolverines. Dude, I don't ever garbage. even like Ohio state. I lived in Ohio and I like, didn't like Ohio state. I was the kid that's like, Oh, like Ohio state's playing Florida. I'm a cheer for Florida. Like just, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was just like, my dad is friends that, um, that he used to like he coached with and stuff. So like, I'd kind of just cheer for colleges that like our like family friends were like coaching for. So like, it would kind of change like every year I'd have kind of like a different college football team, so to speak, just depending on like where our friends were at. Um, so, but yeah, I never was a Ohio state fan ever. See, that's kind of like me with, with U of M, like my, my whole family was pretty much raised up, um, Michigan state, my wife, same thing. 
And so whenever Michigan would be playing, especially Ohio State, man, I'd be I'd be rooting for the Buckeyes for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it's everyone's got a different story, different past. Like people are like, oh, like you cheer for them. It's like like man, like everyone's like someone's got family here, there, like for like everyone's different. Like, do your thing, you know, cheer for who you want to cheer for. Yeah. To finish your question. I went back to Ohio because there's just like no good hockey, like limited hockey in Maryland. It's growing, it's getting yeah. better, and they're they're doing a good job. Like the caps are doing a good job, like kind of raising the hockey up there, and there's a lot of good prospects coming out of there now. But there just like wasn't much there for for me at the time. And um my old triple A coach from Cleveland was coaching in Columbus and he kind of brought me to that program. Um, and I just like really liked the coaches and the people in that organization. And then the Pooley family um, was nice enough to let me like build it there. And it just kind of worked out. Um, and then Austin Pooley played at Ohio state. I lived with him. Um, his dad played at Ohio state. His uncle played at Ohio state now coaches at Notre Dame. So it was just kind of a good place for me to, to go and, kind of grow up a little bit and, and have some good hockey. It was like the tier one elite league, that like triple A league where you kind of play everyone from all over the place. So some good exposure. Yeah. Um wasn't like terribly far from home. So like my my mom could still like come up and watch me play um every once in a while. And my dad. Um but but yeah it just kind of worked out well. And then I always was there for a year because then I got drafted in the USHL and then left. So did did you ever look at playing uh I obviously didn't at all and I, I feel like a lot of people in the midwest don't or anywhere other than the east coast really um so it was called the ejhl and you'll have to help me with the name now it's like yeah. the usphl if i'm yeah. not mistaken but it's basically the uh it's basically like a junior a league for pretty much only east coast players um and obviously yeah. maryland being on the east coast do you ever look at playing over there with like Bay state or any like the hitmen or a lot of the guys come out of there with that play and just like yeah. thrive in Boston. So I just didn't know how that Yeah, went. that's big on the East Coast. I feel like in Michigan, especially with like USHL and, um, you know, kind of all that's going around around here, like it's not talked about that much. But yeah, there's some good teams up there. Um, I did look at it a little bit. I looked at like the prep school route probably a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good prep schools up there that uh, I considered. I kind of visited. But they just like don't play like you have to play like other sports and stuff and just like yeah. it's like you're only actually playing hockey for like three months and you have to wear um, cage <laughs> yeah but like the vibes <laughs> up there are crazy like some of these schools are like so cool and like the fans are like the students are really yeah. into it and like setups are really cool but i just kind of wanted to go somewhere where i could like you know just play more hockey really um but yeah i look like the springfield picks were kind of like the team when i was like really young i was like 15 that i was like considering going up but i just think like playing juniors that young kind of would have been too big of a jump for me so that's why i ultimately didn't go that route uh, and stayed like triple a but it was definitely a thought and like on the east coast a lot of people do go that way and but there's so many being so many d1 schools like in that northeast area i feel like a lot of guys come out of um like those junior teams up there like go to like the ivies and um DCAC schools and stuff like that. So it is definitely a good route. I just feel like in, in Michigan, it's more non USHL. Yeah. I mean, you have the NA and the USHL anywhere other than the, the East coast near the, the, the BCHL, the more you move out West, but um, yeah. that's what, yeah, I guess that's what I was curious about because a lot of people other than again, it's like basically the East coast and yeah. there's a line in, if you had a map and you just draw a line, like anybody to the right probably has heard of it. Anybody to the left, has not but if you look at the guys that like 
get taken out of that league and get placed at like really, really good schools and that get placed in the NHL and drafted and everything like that. I mean, there's some huge names coming out of that. So that's what I was curious about. Cause I feel like people on the East coast are very like, this is the best league. This is, there's no discussion. East or yeah. the uh, USHL is right there, but um, it's like one for one and everywhere else is not kind of feeling that same thing. There's a, there's like four top leagues with the USHL, NA, BCHL and, and like the USPHL. Yeah, I think Massachusetts is uh, especially like they mm-hmm. like keeping their guys around, kind of like prep school. I think they they really pride themselves on on that. Um, but you, I, I think you start seeing now guys are you know just kind of with how much access there is to information. I feel like you see guys starting to branch out to like further places just for like what's best for them. I just think mm-hmm. like the amount of information, um, people talking to people like you see guys kind of going like all over the place now just kind of fits for them. But um, I also like did look at the BC a little as well, but uh, like obviously like triple a, I played like one year, U 16, one year, U 18 in Ohio. And then um, went to the USHL. So there's really no need to, to do any of those other routes, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of options. It's like, I mean, if you're a good player, you can come out of anywhere, just like play yeah. well. You know, like everyone's yeah. like, I feel like so many kids are worried about, um, you know, just the the league like, name, the exact <laughs> route and the league name. It's just like, just play really good where you're at. And like, people are going to like figure out who you are. Like, you know, not the yeah. best players don't always have like the like straightest path to the NHL. Like obviously yeah. like a lot of guys do, but I mean, there's guys that come <clears> out of like literally anywhere now. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, I know we want to talk in, uh, about other stuff as well, but like just getting in the mindset of somebody that know they want to, they want to play to the next level. Did you ever look at, uh, cause there's a ton of leagues like the BC or the NA or the USHL or whatever in Canada too. But a lot of that is geared towards the OHL, the dub or the Q. Did, did you ever look at that route at all before going, or, or like, did you know you wanted to go to college and basically just rule that off right away? Um, yeah, I wasn't like that, like great at, uh, like 14, 15, 16, where you're like, like those guys, like OHL from the United States. Like I wasn't like a sick prospect or anything. So it wasn't really like in the cards for me. Like I went to the OHL cup just to kind of like check it out. It's like the summer tournament. Um, it's kind of like Canada's like nationals, but then they bring Mm -hmm. like a couple American teams just Mm -hmm. to like, I think beat them and just show them yeah, exactly. or something. But like, that's kind of like how <laughs> I did it. It's like they literally brought us here just to beat us and be like, ha, it's ours. But like, um, but yeah, I, I just like so wasn't mean. like that good. Like I was like really small. Like I had a crazy growth spurt. Like my freshman year of high school, I was, I remember the first day of high school, I weighed in 103 pounds and I was like five, six. And then I, then like <laughs> two years later, I was like six, one, like 175 and now I'm like six two, like 210, you know? So I'm it's still, like, I, I had a crazy growth spurt. I, I'm still waiting to hit mine. Same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I got your 103 weight at, at five. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, yeah. I thought I was going to like end up even taller, but like, you know, I was just glad I, I hit it at one point. Cause there's at one point where I was like, all right, like everyone else is growing. Like when's it going to happen with me? But it actually <laughs> it might be probably helped with my yeah. hockey. Cause like, I had to learn how to play like mm-hmm. small. So like I couldn't rely on my size. 
So like I had to make plays like smart plays, like skilled plays. Cause like, I'll just get ran over. Like if I try to use my body and then like, once I grew, I'm actually like the now I'm kind of like a physical, like I play physical. Like I, I love that side of the game. Um, and it's just funny because, but it, I almost needed to be small to develop like my skills and my, like the like playmaking side. Um, cause otherwise it, I like, I love just running around hitting guys. So I probably would have done that my whole career. Not even like thought about, you know, <laughs> just making a play. So it actually probably like helped me in the long run, just like I seen that side of the game and then being able to actually like grow into, you know, being the size I am now. I can't, I think the combination of the two, um, definitely helped me. That's kind yeah, of like, like our, uh, oh. I was going to say, it's like being a, in the NBA when you're a center and those guys are super good. And, but then you learned that they were a sophomore in high school and they were only like, I don't know, let's say they're six foot and they kind of learn how to get handles. And then they're, they graduate high school and they're six ten, and they're like, Oh, they're huge. And now they have handles and now they're in the NBA. But Alan yeah, Robinson. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. It really is. It's, it's nuts, man. No, I, I was going to say um, that like what you just described kind of reminds me of our buddy Tanner pond. Cause he was, he was like, he was probably about my size freshman year. And then, you know, he still liked to play a little bit physical. He had a chip on his shoulder, but he, um, he, he was more of a skilled guy. And then you never played with him at Cedar Rapids. Did you? No, but I, he's friends with Dan, which you guys are. Yeah. Yeah, And like, so I hang out with him on the boat sometimes in the summer. That guy's like tank dude. He's yoked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like the thing is when he hit his growth spurt, he started hitting the weight room and, and, uh, it it was like this guy that I used to be able to like tie up in the corner. Nope, no, no chance, (laughs) no chance at all. Because he kept growing, and I'm like, yeah, I, like you said, when when is my growth spurt going to happen? Like I'm, I still go through those days, Jared. So you're gonna have to let me know how you how you went through that. But um, you know, coming in at 28, no no problem, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, by It'll 30, cut. I feel like everyone hits their full their full. Oh, uh, good. So uh, is this year I'm hit mine? <laughs> I should be at, I after that. Wait. People get smaller. Yes, let's go. I'll be finally six foot, hopefully. <laughs> oh man. So but, yeah. But, um, you want to talk a little Michigan state hockey? I was just, I was just going to, uh, trans transfer over to that. So, um, were there others? Best question about Michigan state and East night. Where'd you, where'd you live? What's the place where, what do you recommend people? Where do you recommend people to live in East Lansing? Hubbard. I mean, it changes so much. Like when I got to East Lansing, there was like no building on main street more than like two stories yeah, high now like you yeah. drive through the main street and there's like skyscrapers so like it the landscape definitely changed i think the um the first couple of years we didn't have houses and then the last year i never lived in one but i think like having a house or like the team is important to like have a place to go and like hang out but yeah um, i never lived in one so i'd probably say like that route uh just for uh just like more space like you know, there's a bunch of bedrooms. You get to meet up, like you get to know more of your teammates and stuff. So I'd say I advise that, but like I never actually did that myself. But I lived at Campus Village. Uh, I was just like an average apartment building, and then um, uh, my last year, my my fifth year, I lived at. Uh, I can't even remember the name of it to be honest, but 
I, I went like I went like a solo. <laughs> I just went like a, a solo kind of like a little higher at like higher end place. I was just like, all right, I'm older now. Like I got to get like a decent spot. So like, <laughs> I, I just kind of kind of went that route. But it was like a great combination because I could go over, hang out with the guys at the house like all day, and then like I could go like sleep in peace like in my room <laughs> and not have to worry about and- like, people waking me up. And you wouldn't have to worry about hosting because who's going to want to come over to like a solo guy's apartment? You know what I mean? Right. right. But it was, have it to was host nice and clean. Like, <laughs> the one on one end, like, you know, I was single my senior year. So like it was good for that. Like, oh, yeah, come <laughs> over. Like I got this nice place by myself. So like that was that was great. Uh, you know, it's tough. Like you can bring a girl over to like the hockey house with five guys breathing down your neck. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Like, you would in like a social situation when there's like other people like that are also coming and stuff. But like yeah. I think like, – the one-on-one like it was super nice my senior year like so that, that kind of worked out well um well th- did you yeah. so there was i felt like the place to be when i thought i didn't know that many guys i mean obviously scarcella and mylan and i knew uh, like connor wood and bondra i don't know if that was before your time or if yeah that was there my first year i was with them yeah all right so they had a sweet place over on michigan ave it was these apartment complexes. 500 nice. yeah, yeah 550 yeah unreal those that is the place like if i could recommend anybody especially if like you're a hockey player or literally anybody going to michigan state that has got to be the best place it's right on michigan ave you can walk to everything apartments are unreal and uh and and like you're close to classes too like you don't have to feel bad that you are only for the bars like you can go to the bars yeah. and go to class I think if that's that's kind of the balance between being somewhere that's somewhat close to the rink, close to downtown and like close to campus. Obviously, mm-hmm. like it gets a little more expensive when you go those routes, but it's so worth it. Like, I mean, if even even being like a couple miles away, you're just like not in it. Like it's like mm-hmm. those apartments are great because like you're like literally one stoplight away from being like at the like on the campus, like next to the rink all those campus buildings are right there. And then like, you're also can just like walk downtown and like you're there in like five minutes. So like, those were a great spot. We spent a lot of time there my freshman year as uh, yeah, those are good places. Mm-hmm. So who, who is the biggest clown out of, out of the three Scarcella, Mylan or uh, Jake Smith? <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. <laughs> They're all like have different humor. It kind of just depends like what your style is a little bit um cody's like one of my best friends uh i hang out with him like literally all the time I'm probably gonna play xbox with him after this but um <laughs> uh i like i'd say scars i live with scars for a year too like i'd say scars <laughs> is like just the funniest kid ever um jake is kind of like the social leader and like he's like kind of knows like when to get the boys going and whatnot but scars is just like my senior like our senior year he was just he was just always on like i mean if you needed like a quick pawn a joke like anything like that kid was just locked and loaded ready to go like coach would say something to him and he would say something back and just like the whole room would erupt like i mean he was like it was honestly like it was masterful how he just like made the room laugh like every day it was honestly impressive like i don't know how he he did that like every day like show up and just be like the funniest guy every single day like that's hard to do you need really really damn good at it yeah. He was really good at it. And Cody's hilarious, but he's like not as uh like scars like love to get like everyone go in the room. Like Cody's like really funny, like like more in like smaller settings, I think. Yeah. Like one on one. Cody's got that humor where like you'll you'll be having a one on one conversation with him about whatever it is, and he'll say something and it'll take you a second, and then 
Like, damn, dude. Like, well, well, dude, that one, Cody will go for the throat more than anybody that I've ever met. Oh, so, like, yeah. That's, you, that's what I mean. Like, like, I'm like, dude. Like, oh, yeah. If you, like, make he fun of him. He has a short You just, like, make fun of, like, the way he ties his skates. He'll be like, I'll fucking kill you. Holy shit, dude, man. That's what I love about him, dude. He's got a short fuse, but he also has, like, one of the most creative brains I've ever, like, yeah. like someone I've been around family yeah their family i love their family <laughs> that. like they're so creative like i mean i hung out like i hang out with them like i talk to him probably more than anyone and like hang out mm-hmm. with him the most out of like probably any of my friends and like every time i hang out with them like he says something like dude like how do you think of that that was like the clever most clever thing i've ever heard like someone say like he just like strings stuff together that like you think about it for like two seconds, like holy shit, that was like brilliant, but like in a stupid way. <laughs> you know? it's because it, because him and Dan are doing rap battles when they were from like in eighth and ninth grade, and they're just like continuing oh, yeah. to do that for the. Past, Dude, they're like, good at years. it. They're still really good at it. Like <laughs> I you know. can't push them to do it. Like you can't just like hey rap for me. Like they won't. Got to be it. organic. Yeah, they just kind of got to be like feeling themselves a little bit, like in a good <laughs> environment. And then all of a sudden, they'll just start like going for like a minute straight, and like all of it yeah. makes like a ton of sense. That For might sure. be our I, next show, actually, is having both of those. We should. On. I know we should. I was just thinking about that. We haven't had them together. Yeah, dude, they're they're the best, man. Like, I love those two. Like, Dan's Dan's just like so himself. And I think like more. I think just everyone needs to just like take a lesson from him. Just like, dude, just mm-hmm. be yourself. Like, do yes. your thing. be nice to people and just be yourself. Like, don't care. What just other be friends with him on Instagram and he'll tell you. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, like, you just got to yeah. listen to his daily motivation. Going great to work. Follow. He's a great follow. If you want to oh, yeah. he's a great follow. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's Style of Marlon, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, so uh, talking about uh, hockey at, at state, I, I guess we should do that a little bit too, right? Uh, probably. Um, so so um, two things. What is the best barn you played in and what's the biggest dump? Um, God. The best barn probably i'd say north dakota um played there my i guess it was my second year at school my first year playing i mean like what a spot i mean it's in the middle of nowhere like it's just like (laughs) nothing even the whole campus is kind of just like nothing and then there's just like this palace i mean it's just like unbelievable setup Um, yeah Yeah, i mean it's just like it's an nhl arena in the middle of nowhere but yeah it's and it's they it was a i think it's thanksgiving though like the fan the student section wasn't as crazy it normally was but it was still sold out like it was i mean it was so loud like we went up in the first game we were up i don't know 3-1 4-1 and then they like came back and like it was like a one goal game and like when they, that momentum started like ramping up it was like the loudest i've ever been in like arena i was like it was like deafening like how like loud they were it was crazy um but like really anywhere in the big 10 is like there's some sick ranks like everywhere you go is like cool. Like even I'd say probably the worst ring of the big tens, Ohio state, because it's almost like too nice. Like it's the basketball arena and they just like, don't get, you know, like 18,000 yeah. hockey fans. Oh, um, but it's still like a nice arena. It's like it's the Schoenstein center. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it like cut out a little bit. No, no, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Sorry. Just keep on, just keep on going. Okay. It's yeah. Okay. Bad. I wasn't sure if it was me or not, but um, no, you're good. But yeah, like even there, it's, you know, it's still like a cool arena. It's just like not um, kind of built to scale, but um, like Penn State's like so loud. You know, whenever you play against Michigan, it's just banana lands, really. And that's new, right? Penn State, like that's somewhat new. Didn't they just? Oh, yeah. Penn State is really new. Like I 
I visited there and like, it was, wasn't even like built yet. It was like, they're just mm-hmm. showing me like the slab of concrete, like this is where it's going to be. And I'm just like, like, oh, yeah. sweet. like, I'll picture it in my head. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, Wisco is cool. Like, honestly, like anywhere in the big 10 is just like, it's just fun. It's like, this such a sick conference to play in. Um, and then probably the worst rink we played at Arizona States, like rink and like what an unreal place to play. But like right now they're still playing at like a, like a kind of like a, crappy youth hockey they're getting a new rink though right that's what i heard yeah like once they're getting a new rink and like once that's built like my goodness like what a place to play like it's gonna be real well they pumped a shit ton of money in that program like like since like lately they've been dumping a ton of money in their hockey program yeah they're gonna get that money back too because right when that new rink is built I cannot imagine anybody going to visit there and being like, you know what? This just isn't for me. Um, <laughs> it's like you have here in the desert Dude, with like the unreal it's unbelievable. School, like uh, you're, you're just like by the pool every single day. Women are everywhere. And uh, you get to go play hockey at like a brand new rink. They're going to be a national championship the first year that's done. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be, I mean, already they already have like, I mean, their programs, what, like, four years old and they already have like mm-hmm. a really solid team like good players go there they're getting good yeah. recruits and now Johnny it's just Walker. Be there. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean like that kid knows how to play hockey and like but it, like it's just gonna be an awesome place to play like the best weather like you have a sick rink like you said like the extracurriculars there like unreal the only thing maybe suck is the travel but i mean they're mm-hmm. probably fly yeah. private anyways so I don't know if it probably doesn't even really matter that much. Yeah. What a great spot. I mean, it's great for like the game of hockey in general, like having schools like that. Like I hope, you know, 10, 15 years from now, like UCLA has a team like USC, Washington, like Oregon, mm-hmm. like that. I think that's where the game should go and that's where it needs to go. And I think we're like slowly getting there. Um, I think maybe with like Corona, it, it might kind of push things back because schools are trying to probably get on their feet a little financially again, but I think down the road, like that'd be awesome for the game if we could get those like big schools out west. Uh, I hockey. agree. Yeah, follow the money. I mean, these schools have so much money, and then they they also are getting kids now playing like hockey in the desert and in, in California and in on the west the west side of the the states here. So I don't know. You're getting these people out there, and you're getting more and more hockey players. Uh, like I would go up and play at any of those schools you just mentioned that'd be unreal especially because yeah, awesome. they have so much money like the rink is gonna you know they're gonna they're not gonna do anything half-assed right they're not gonna like usc is not gonna go put a, a hockey team out there that's gonna be half-assed they're gonna have everything and it's gonna be sweet whenever that yeah. does happen there's a lot of hockey in california now like yeah i mean guys come from everywhere now like there's really not that many places that uh don't have program like at least like youth programs now mm-hmm. but it's true it's good to see yeah, I I wanted to. Um, I mean, you played what it was four four full seasons at state, or was it five? I I don't have it up. It was four. Here. My first year, I got hurt, and um, I I was like back kind of at the end of the year practicing, but it was I just like took the years of red shirt. Uh, I just like wasn't worth like playing. Like, there's like a cutoff. That I I probably could have maybe squeezed in a few, but. Um, I just like redshirted, like medical redshirt, which doesn't happen much in hockey, but it's kind of just the best thing for me. Um, it actually allowed me to just like mature a little bit. And then I played four years after that. So I was there for five. It was actually crazy just looking back, like how I came in as a freshman and like my mentality and like viewpoint. And then like how I left as a senior, like you really do, like, at least for me, like I, 
I just like, I grew up, you know, I just kind of figure it out. I mean, it's weird with hockey because you're already like living on your own when you, know, you get to college. So it wasn't even like mm-hmm. that. Like I was still used to like being away from my family. Like I was already away from home for what, three years, four years at that time. But it's just like everything else. Like you just experience so much and see, like, just kind of see the world a little differently. And I think like it helps in, in hockey too, just like getting older, getting stronger, practicing, um, kind of just like experiencing, you know, college. I think it just like the whole experience was kind of exactly what I needed. I don't think if I would have went the OHL route, I would have been necessarily like ready to kind Mm -hmm. of, play pro and and do that um at that age i think like college was definitely uh the route for me definitely now uh real quick uh last question for state uh talk a little bit about the rivalry with uh with with u of m and how unreal that is just to play in those games it's the best like I don't know. Like, I feel like every school has, you know, their rival that they're going to talk up, but it's just like a special rivalry. Like even like at the beginning when we weren't very good, like it was still like the biggest thing going. And like the games are always close. Like it doesn't even matter. Like, I mean, like you could be ranked really hot. Like Michigan was like, we were like really bad. Like my first year I played and Michigan was ranked pretty high. And we like, we went to Mon and like, uh, or no, he went to uh, Yost and like swept them. And we were like, you know, like, whoa, like, you know, like, <laughs> that was crazy, you know, like, and then like, but everyone like, it, like if you beat like Penn state, like you'll get like four texts, like, Hey, good weekend. You beat Michigan. And it's like, your phone's, like, oh, yeah. up. you have like a hundred text messages. Like everyone's like, yeah, like let's go. Like you got them. But like, I'm sure they feel the same way about us. It's just like a great rivalry. Like it's fun. Like the fans get really into it on both sides. Like it's always just, sold out packed like playing the duel in the d in uh detroit in front of like twenty thousand every every year i mean it's just like uh, it's not i just can't say enough about the rivalry it's just like so fun to play and it's and like me being a guy like likes to get in like kind of the physical battles like it is just it's a war you know it's just full-on like battle i love that so like those games have just mm-hmm. fired me up like it was like my f- favorite games to play in uh but now that like i'm pro like i skate with a lot of those kids that i played against in michigan <laughs> and now like some of them are like my good buddies you know so like you know like J- uh jack sicker um or jake sicker is on my um team this year i just butcher his name he's probably gonna cheer me for that but um <laughs> Slakes, he's like Slakes is a sick player and like he was on my team in texas this year and i got kicked out of, like one of the games i think it was in a duel in the d or uh, GLI, I got kicked out of the game for like hitting him in the head, you know. Like, <laughs> and now we're like, you know, we go golf or like grab lunch, and like he's one of my teammates, and like you know, I was just hanging out with him the day, skating with him. It's just like funny looking back and like laughing about it. He's um, gonna get like, you back. Yeah, he probably will. He probably try, but like even like <laughs> little like, they probably try battles like with like with that kid, and you know, now it's like he's playing in Vancouver. I'm like you know, pumps for him. So it's like, it's an awesome rivalry, but they're like good dudes on the other side too. And it's um, cool to be able to, you know, kind of see them um, kind of progress and not playing pro and, you know, being able to kind of like reconnect to them in summer and, and kind of like realize that, you know, we're not, you're more uh, alike than uh, apart. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to, to experience that in the summer like after it's kind of like all said and done just be like hey like those are fun like good those are real (laughs) real people well i was gonna say too is that uh 
So I never got to ask this, and so I won't. But you know, I did. I, I'm a big, big fan of like the the questions and juniors about uh, bus rides because you're especially in Iowa. You have to you're traveling a lot. But oh, yeah. um, but we're talking about Michigan, Michigan State, and this might even be more fun. So let's say you sweep somebody and uh, Michigan in this case. You only have what a forty minute to an hour bus ride back. How unreal oh, is yeah. that bus ride coming back on a Saturday where you don't have a Sunday game? And just absolutely yeah. rip up a bar or a house. Like, I mean, how how fun is that bus ride coming back for from Ann Arbor to East, East Lansing? It's the best. I mean, like anytime you in college, you know, you're normally just flying back, but those are fun. But like, like you said, when it's just like a short bus ride, like, you know, we normally like give the mic to someone and they just kind of like mm-hmm. run a show <laughs> and it's just like everyone's just getting going and like it's just kind of like a big party on the bus almost like in a controlled way. And then like you get back to school and like the whole town's fired up for you and stuff. Like I'm sure they experienced it too on the other side, like, you know, leave a month sometimes. And, um, but I mean, it's, it's just an awesome feeling. Like it kind of brings you back to those junior days a little bit where it's like, you're on the mm-hmm. bus and everyone's all fired up. But then like the benefit of being in college is you can like, then go like, you know, oh, yeah. you can actually out, get after yeah. it. You don't have to go to a, like, you don't have to go to a bell right. house with like 12 year guy friends and with like one girl that's 18. You're like, yeah. oh, this is weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like literally if juniors, we just get home. It's like, all right, my curfew. <laughs> you know, I gotta go home. <laughs> so like you out later. <laughs> yeah. So like we, you know, juniors is just like, all right, I'll see you on the Xbox. But like, yeah, it's like college is just awesome. Like, I mean, experiences like that when you're just um, kind of bouncing around the bus, like everyone's laughing, everyone's talking, like, you like miss that stuff. Um, you know, pro pro has that, but it's like a lot more controlled and there's just so many games and it's just a little more of a business. Like the, just like the, the just pure like energy and excitement and like school pride in college. Just, just like, it's just unmatched. It's awesome. Like just getting fired up for just like random things is like the best. Like, it's like, Oh, like football is playing central. Like, let's go. It's like, I don't care about that game at all, but everyone else does. <laughs> So everyone's all fired up. So then you get fired up. It's just like a cool, like little culture. Where everyone just like pumps each other up. Like I'll go to tennis matches and I'm like, like trash talking, like ball state tennis, like to try to get my buddy to win. Like, you know, just stuff like that. It's just like, I loved it. It was awesome. It was fun to like supporting the other like sports teams and, um, you know, just kind of seeing everyone like be successful and like get better and stuff. Like it was, it was just like, it's a cool atmosphere. I feel like everyone in the, athletic department um like that smith center is right there which is like the student athlete uh center uh where very much everyone just like studies and has tutors but it's also kind of like a social where you just get to know everyone so then mm-hmm. like you're there a lot freshman year so then you just like have all these connections all these other sports and like that was one of the best things at at msu i'm sure it's like that at other colleges too but you know it's something you don't have in like ohl whl like even in pro you don't really have it now so it's it's like, it's, it's a huge benefit that I feel like people don't really talk about that much. And now a lot of those guys, like my best friends, like, you know, watching, you know, you know James won the USAM, like my buddy mm-hmm. Jasper, he's like one of my best friends, works for Nike and, um, in Portland played tennis, you know, just a lot of those, you know, a lot of those guys are, you know, good buddies to this day. And you, you kind of already brought it up uh, a little bit before, uh, the transition to pro. So when you were at Michigan state, what were there, were there talks with, with multiple teams? How, how did you end up uh, with the Dallas organization? Yeah. So it's my junior year, I kind of figured out and it clicked and like, I was playing really well. Um, it just like, 
not even like, Oh, I'm, you know, playing well. I hope it lasts. It's just like, no, like I just, I'm good. Like I I'm finally figured it out, like game in game <laughs> out. And then like after my junior year, I was like thinking about leaving. Um, but I just thought it'd be best to go back for one more year and, um, kind of like really solidify myself. And, um, I did that and like our team was good. And then kind of like towards the end of the year, you know, halfway through the year, you kind of get like, you know, your agents kind of talking to teams and you're kind of like pulling together, I guess your family advisor at the time. But, um, yeah, you kind of like getting a scouting report, talking to some teams and like pretty much when the season ended, I, I just kind of made a decision, um, just based off of, <clears throat> I mean, there's a lot of different factors, but I just felt like most comfortable with Dallas, the weather, I, the golf, everything. I mean, it just kind of like all no state it tax. Wasn't, it wasn't like I had to like let like leverage one thing, just be like, oh well, like yeah. I did it because that. It was like all like it all worked out kind of just like the best. It was like mm-hmm. like the people were cool, you know, like um, roster wise. Like I saw like um, somewhat of like a fit in the organization where like I was like I could see where I would have value in the organization. Like the weather's great. Like Austin's a cool city. Dallas is a cool city. There's no state income tax. Like it was just like, obviously you're not going to make a decision based off like taxes or weather, but it was just like, I would have already (laughs) probably went to Dallas based off of like, just like them being like, just like upfront with me and like cool guys. Mm -hmm. And like, and then also like having like a vision for me and their organization. And then on top of that, there's really good weather and a cool city and like the taxes (laughs) are better. So like, it kind of like all worked out. Barbecue's good. Slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, the barbecue's good. awesome. But yeah, it was um, breakfast burritos in Austin are like it's Ooh. like this huge like battle. Yeah, it's weird, but they're really good. Uh, but yeah, it just like I kind of all worked out where I was just like, all right, like I, I was gonna sleep on it another night, and then I kind of like I called my agent at like eleven forty five, and I was just like, what are we waiting for? I was like, I just want to sign with him. Like, let's just do it. And he's like, yeah, you want to? I was like, so he called him GM at like I don't know twelve at night, and we kind of got the paperwork done in the morning, and then I was on a flight like four hours later to oh, wow. to Colorado to play in uh for Texas. On a PJ? No, no, no. Just uh <laughs> the, yeah, we're not we're not that cool. Um but <laughs> yeah, I played two AHL games, uh signed, played the next day, played the day after, and then the season got canceled for Corona. So oh. it's kind of a it's kind of a whirlwind oh, of a week. Dude. Like your college career is over, so it's like <laughs> devastating. And you're like, damn like this is nuts. It's all over. But then like the joy of like signing an NHL deal, which is like crazy, like lifelong dream. Right. And then like, oh, yeah. to that go like immediately travel and then playing two games. And like, I was lucky enough to like, kind of got a lucky goal. Like my, my first like, game. Going that, two games, yeah. Right? Which was like yeah. crazy. Like, cause I'm more of like kind of a defensive defenseman. So like to do that was like, it's really the cool. Coach is like, like this guy might get eighty points this season. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were thinking that. But I was like, oh, that was cool. Like, yeah, good job. And then like the next game, I played pretty well too. And like it was good to get like a feel for that level and to know that I could play at that level. So it gave me a lot of confidence, like heading into summer. And then all of a sudden, like we're back in Austin. Guys don't really know what to do. And then all of a sudden, I was like sent home. And then like you're just in quarantine. We're just like doing nothing and then it was just like it was just like what the hell just happened like that was like the craziest like two weeks of my life you know it was just like a wild wild like wild just, like things from every avenue just kind of hitting all at once and then like you're just like then there's so much like isolation and quarantine where it's just like you have so much time to think and you're just like realize how crazy it actually was it's like that was nuts like what just happened <laughs> yeah you know? like it was a pretty sweet goal though so you're just thinking That's about right. that goal on a loop <laughs> yeah i mean like 
Yeah, yeah I was like, I wanted to watch like the video back. There wasn't much to watch back. Like you know, I played like I played like twelve minutes my first game, and maybe like eighteen the second game, and then well, that's pretty was, good. Thirty minutes of right. thirty minutes of tape right there. Yeah, but then it's just like, all right, that's it. Like I don't know. Like okay, like you know. So it was it was interesting, but it was it was good to like I just playing those two games was like crazy value for me. Just like knowing the, because everyone can tell you like, Oh, this is what's different. This is what's different. But actually like seeing in person be like, Oh, like that makes sense. Like, this is how it works. Like, this is how it works. Like, and then Bayreuther, Gavin Bayreuther, he um, plays for the blue jackets. He was my roommate and he's also my D part in those two games. And like, just being able to talk to him, like in the hotel room for two days, like, just massive knowledge just like just tell me like i'm like kind of like the, the young guy that's like oh you know excited yeah. and he's just like kind of the he's been there two three years and he's just kind of like dropping wisdom on me and i'm just like oh yeah like soaking it all in like just something <laughs> like writing everything down <laughs> so valuable so valuable and yeah i i appreciate him to this day i mean he's doing unreal and i'm like he's he's the man but like just like just stuff like that just it goes such a long way just kind of like dipping your toe in it knowing what to expect like the following he's like game. the godfather yeah yeah kind of <laughs> you know kind of, just just going going to him for anything yeah we played him this year and he had four points on us like the Ooh. first game and i was just because he played oh, for uh cleveland at the beginning oh, of the year God. and i was like after the game i was like I was like pissed at him. I'm like, ah, you're still the man. Like, good for you. you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, shit, I'm mad. And then he got called up and did well. Uh, and then he signed like another. I think he signed a two-year deal. Like, he's he's a man. Yeah. Oh man, that's unreal. Well, hey, I, I know we we've already taken like an hour of your time here. Um, we barely scratched the surface with Michigan State and uh, and professional hockey here. But um, a lot I, of golf I don't know, talk. Dustin, I, 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 go- I had one thing. Yeah, go ahead, Dustin. I just I didn't want to. Uh, I know we could probably we could literally probably talk another half hour just in uh, in yeah. hockey. Sorry, I like um, ramble on. Sometimes. No, no, you're oh, good. No, it's not, it's not I, you. This, this no, just it, this just makes you sign up for another episode. As bingo. Well, so as long as exactly. You get that. Exactly. Connor. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll be uh, but on but uh, Cody wanted me to tell you that you need to be on Lake Erie next year, uh, Team mm-hmm. Erie. For maybe Team Michigan. Erie. Oh yeah, yeah. He was trying to get me to play this summer. But I just like you let Connor and I down. Yeah, it like that's a sick league. Like, I'm glad that's a thing now because you have the east side, which is like mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like it's good because like you have the the summer league on like kind of like north of Detroit, and this is like yeah, kind of different. more like Central. inland, I guess is, might yeah. maybe not be the right word, but like it's yeah. it's like it's awesome to have like a summer league, or, like good competition and stuff. The but burbs. then like Ozzy like yeah. was talking about it with me, like he's on another team and he's just like no dude like if you play like you got to play with me like don't play with cody you're on my team it's just like funny but like i don't know like i i'm i go up to my lake house after the season um hang out there for a little bit so by the time i was like back like just even started skating again like the league was already like halfway over so i just uh didn't didn't want to like join in halfway through but yeah you could have gave us the push to win what you could have gave him the push to win it all yeah i like i thought about jumping in a few games like randomly but i don't know I'm, it's it's cool to see it and like uh uh blade jenkins like skate with him this summer too like he was always like top of the leaderboard in points so like i'd see him at i'd see him at the summer skates i'm like are you still up there like how many did you have last night and, like he was always like, <laughs> talking about and stuff so it was funny oh man that's, 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 all, that's all i had connor all right. Yeah. No. I. Anyway. Yeah, no. That was a great ad, Dustin. Um. We'll 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 mark that down. Now it's recorded. So, uh, Cody. Yep. You you still got some recruiting to do, and we'll get you, <laughs> we'll get you on Team Erie for sure. So, 
that was my pick to win it all, by the way. But whatever, no big Same. deal. Next year, next year we'll do it. Um, anyway, yeah, thank elk. you for coming on. I appreciate it. With again, we took an hour of your time. We we did we we talked a lot of golf. We talked a lot of hockey as well. We'll have to get you on to talk more about up pro hockey and maybe dive a little bit deeper into Michigan State. So um, yeah, sounds always good. good. And then in in uh, I'm I'm excited to watch next season. So hopefully you do well. I'm sure you will. And and we'll go from there. So Tyler, Dustin, you got anything else? No, just thank you very much for joining us, Jared. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You guys are awesome. Yeah, absolutely. See you guys. You done goofed. Jared, thank you so much for coming on, man. Sorry about Tyler's Mr. Roboto in the middle of your interview. Um, and you, you got, I, I, that was just me. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. That was really he good, wasn't, Tyler. though. Nice <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome, man. We barely even touched on you know his college and his professional hockey career, so we're definitely going to have him back on. Cody, he did confirm that he's going to be joining Team Erie <laughs> next year. We heard it here first. He might not have. Paul, so, Paul, it's okay. Paul Cotter is going to be getting uh, the entire uh, Vegas Golden Knights team. So, hey, I did just send Smart. Paul some more golf balls. So, uh, don't lose them this time, Paul. All right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Come hit on, the no, fairways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jared, thank you so much for coming. Hey, Jared, I'll send you some golf balls uh, since Cody probably didn't share with you. Oh, we can get him to his uh, pro buddy. Yes. Oh, shit. Double whammy. Jared, golf balls are coming your way. Two packs. You know what to Bam. do. Yes, sir. Yeah, boys. Anything you want to talk about? No, I, I'm. I'm. The interview was awesome. Uh, I'm excited to have him on again. We'll maybe once the season starts, or uh, maybe a little bit later next year, yeah. or something. We can talk a little bit more hockey because, like we said on the interview, we we barely scratched the surface there. So that was awesome. We need we need more people to listen to this so that we could start making money. Because I need a Wi-Fi adapter. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's computer's dying. Please support our podcast. It's it's on life support right now. It's always being plugged in. <laughs> but no, boys, I mean, awesome interview. Uh, I don't have anything else. Let's just get the puck out of here and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.